Hi, and welcome to the Content Minds. My name is Ryan Broderick, and I'm currently staring at a picture of a pie covered oh. in pickles. Oh, uh, oh, oh, is this the pecan pie and pickle pie? Wait, the What's pecan the pe- and pickle pie. No, it's cherry and pickle. There's a pecan one? I may have just got that wrong, but okay, the pickle and something pie. It's pickles on the top of the pie, and then inside the pie is cherry jam. That's nearly as disgusting as actual pumpkin pie. What's your name? Hi, I'm Luke. Uh, I don't like pumpkin pie. content minds first things first why don't you like why don't you like pumpkin pie uh i've never had it but it's american and therefore i assume it's bad oh you've never had it no oh well that okay that's different you 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 made cornbread for me once and it was so bad that i've decided i've never eat any traditionally american food ever again i i used to rank pumpkin pie as the top of the pies but in my older age i've grown a more sophisticated pie palette if you will and uh, I now I'm a big stan of I like pecan pie a lot. I like cherry pie. I'm actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I prefer, I think, pies to cakes overall. OK, but like all the best pies are savory pies. The best pie is steak and ale pie. Ah, uh, See, I'm not from a fucked up nightmare country that puts <laughs> meat in pies, so I don't have that. I don't have okay. any but of better. that. It's like a Cornish I, pasty or a, a Greg steak bake. A Cornish pasty is just like meat and corn and mashed potatoes in a croissant, basically. Yes. Is that not good? It's fine. It's not. I mean, I I like savory pies, but I also like sweet pies. Okay. Which you like some sweet not, pie. I do. I enjoy that. Um, wait, I got totally thrown off by our pie conversation. Luke, how was the internet this week? The internet this week has been uh, excitable, I think I'd do. I'm going to go with excitable. Uh, I feel like a lot of things have happened that a lot of people got very excited about. uh, And even though nothing has ever come of them, uh, I've enjoyed the energy. Are you talking about people sucking each other off in a Twitter space? Is that what you're (laughs) talking about? A little bit, yeah. I I am fascinated by Twitter spaces. Me as well. So... (laughs) You go first, because I, I don't right, actually right. know what to make of Twitter spaces at the moment. All right. My my central theory of Twitter spaces, and I again, I apologize to people who also follow me on Twitter. It's worst version of me. But my central version of Twitter spaces is that it is a very similar thing to a bunch of the other things that have gone very, very viral because they're happening. And like that's the excitement that, oh, my God, lots of people are doing this. But there's a point at which people go, oh, lots of people are doing this. I don't care. I don't like doing it. I see. So yeah. the perfect example of this was highlighted to me by Grace Robertson, who's a great tweeter if you like football. If you don't, uh, she doesn't have much to offer. Um, but uh, she highlighted like HQ Trivia, which is the exact perfect version of this, where for a while everyone was like, oh my God, HQ Trivia is amazing. And then it very, very quickly became clear that HQ Trivia was not amazing, and it was actually kind of boring. Yeah, there was like a weird moment where like everyone pretended to care about HQ Trivia, which I remember like I once tried to, I was in London, and I tried to play it in a pub with time zone difference, and even then I was like, this sucks, and I hate this, and then I stopped playing it. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same as Clubhouse, it's the same as, I mean, Facebook Live is probably the peak version of this. Because oh, interesting. So you're sort of seeing this as like, okay, I actually just wrote about this for Garbage Day, which is like, it's like one of those like fake fads that like all the rich people and then the media kind of pretend like is a thing for like six months and then no one ever talks about it again. Okay, I don't, I don't quite think it's that. In that, I do think it is enjoyable for people who are not the elite. So this is this is what this is where I was going to disagree with you because I think Twitter Spaces have defeated Clubhouse because. 
normal people have found a utility for Twitter spaces, which is sucking each other off. <laughs> okay, so to get into this, though, we need to talk about single dialect. Okay, so this was a UK trend. Can you walk us through what happened here? All right. On, uh, I believe, at, at some point, it was late last week, someone in the UK hosted a space that was broadly, uh, it was a basically a karaoke space. Like, that was the whole thing. But it was quite small. No one really cared about it. Uh, and the guy running it was really annoying. This other guy was in this space and was like, okay, fine. I like the idea. I'm really annoyed that this guy, basically, he kept saying, follow me, follow me, follow me. He would cut in whatever was happening and say, follow me, follow me, follow me. Which, like, you know, I'm all for the thirst for the, the follows. Sure, I get that. But, you know, this guy was like, this is really annoying. I'm going to start a new one. He called it single dialect uh, on the basis that, and oh, God, I'm going to say this. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah, no, of course, that works in the UK. But it was basically a regional competition in the UK to see which regions of the UK were best at singing. Yeah, that sounds right. That sounds yeah. like you guys. Yeah. The first one, which I, I, mean, I actually don't know if it's the first one, but the first one that, that kicked off was on Sunday night, which did 25,000 listens. Uh, like that's, or, or, or that was its peak membership. But then the one on Monday night went absolutely well. Oh, God. I'm getting the nights wrong here. I think it may have been, it was no, Monday No, no, you're right. Night. You're right. You're right. Monday night had 150,000 people yeah. in it. So it was absolutely colossal. And it included, it was not just kind of people who, you know, were there for a laugh. Uh, Lethal Bizzle, uh, sang Wonderwall, which is amazing. Um, then on Tuesday night, so last night, uh, Declan Rice, who is a, you know, he's a great footballer. Uh, he is an England international. He plays for West Ham, who I think are fourth or fifth in the league right now. Uh, and he's playing brilliantly for them. Uh, he sat in there for like an hour and then eventually sang Rice, Rice Baby, which is great. That is very good. That is very, very good. Yeah. But it's become this, it, it, it was this fascinating thing where everyone was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. But an awful lot of people, the excitement is a lot of people are here. The excitement is not, I want to listen to people sing karaoke. I want to listen to strangers sing karaoke badly. No one is excited to do that. What people are excited about is like, this is wild. I can't believe this is happening. And that to me is a sign of a platform or a feature that is going to die soon. It's going to be really good fun and it's going to die. So... I want to stop real quick because the BBC has an article about singer dialect and there is a section as, of it. As that does iNews.co.uk. It's got a great article about it. Right. No, but I went to, I went to the BBC and the BBC sure. has a section on this that says, what is Twitter spaces? And then it writes, put simply, a Twitter space is like a group phone call, <laughs> which I think is a very, very BBC way yeah. to think about this. So, okay. I agree and disagree with you. I think. I think live audio is, for better or worse, kind of part of now the suite of social media because like people are using audio on the internet for the first time ever. And I think that's kind of thanks to TikTok. Largely, TikTok has made audio viral. And now a bunch of other apps are trying to figure out how, what, to, what to do with this. Clubhouse was like, oh, like what if we just like gave a bunch of rich people the ability to like do boring podcasts without editing? Cool. And then that kind of like died out and, you know, their user numbers have plummeted in like the last couple of months. Twitter spaces though, to me, feels obviously faddish, but I don't know. The fact that people are having sex on it makes me think that like, you know, that's like, <laughs> that's the first rule of internet innovation, right? Is like, you know, the porn people and the furries start using it. And like, there's a lot of furries on Twitter. There's a lot of sex workers on Twitter. I, I could see Twitter spaces like, I could see a utility for Twitter spaces in the same way that like the podcast industry works where like every six to nine months, someone does something really cool with Twitter spaces and then no one talks about it again for a while. Okay. I, 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 I no, I, I do see that as a, as a pathway for it, but I don't think that that's actually what's going to happen. And the main reason I don't think that's what's going to happen is because Twitter are going to have to make a decision about what they feature at the top. And the, the, what works for Twitter right now is extreme randomness because you basically there's no way to have a big community that does a wild thing and it to appear somewhere until it kind of breaks out of that community. 
But Twitter have now put this functionality at the top of their app so that if, you know, for example, a group of sex workers say, hey, we're going to do a load of uh, ASMR slurpy blowjobs, uh, then that's what we're going to do. And it's going to be the top of everyone who follows any one of us is app. And that's not a situation that Twitter can live with for, for all that long. So at some point, it's going to become editorial. They're going to have to make a decision about what appears there, at which point it's going to be boring because it's going to be brands. And that's kind of how I think about it. Like, I, yeah. I think that, 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 that prominence in the, specifically in the app is going to be a real problem for Twitter. I could see Twitter spaces going the direction of Periscope as well, which is there was a moment where there were like scopers. There were like people who were going out into the world and like periscoping. And then that evolved into like Tim pool actually. <laughs> so it ended so, really well. Well, it did. It created an entire industry of people who go live stream protests to dox activists so that white nationalists can eventually kill them. And I could absolutely see Twitter spaces becoming like right wing radio very fast. Yeah, I could, but, but the point is, is I think once it becomes that, Twitter get less interested because everyone else gets less interested because no one's going into it to be like, oh, cool. Uh, these, this is a load of racists. This seems fun. So Twitter stopped promoting them and then it dies. Like, yeah, I, I'm sure, like, I'm sure there'll be a, uh, a, a low end. It's a bit of a feature that exists somewhere else. But I think basically that I don't see it working long term because the people who will make it work are the exact people that Twitter don't want to promote. Yeah. Right. That is true. I think there's like a very interesting dynamic where <laughs> your product, <laughs> now that I'm like sort of piecing this together, I'm kind of like blowing my own mind. But basically, if you make an internet product and you want it to be successful, if you, if you want that to happen, sex workers will find it and they'll use it and they'll blow it up. Or people mm -hmm. of color, actually. Or yeah. both. And then, or, or in the UK, uh, football fans, which is what happens with the Twitter space. This right. last Twitter space was extremely heavily British football clubs. So okay. there was an awful lot of like second string defenders from Wickham Wanderers right. involved. Okay. Yeah. Either way, that is like not good for brands who only want rich white people to see their advertisements. So then obviously what will happen is the platform will have to like make tweaks to put friction in front of it so that, you know, queer people, people of color, sex workers, British football fans <laughs> can't use it, which then inevitably makes it more useful for white nationalists who then yeah. also make it popular in a different bad way. And yeah. that is kind of the, the life cycle of anything successful on the internet at the moment. Yeah, I, it's why I kind of can't see spaces living long. And it's, um, to be, uh, we talked about this with Clubhouse, that we both looked at Clubhouse and was like, I hate this, this won't work. And I can't, I can't, in retrospect, unpick how much it was just like, we hate this, and how much it was like, this is a, 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 a prediction that we've made based on knowledge. But I, we so, hated it, and we said it wouldn't work, and it hasn't. Obviously, like, you listen, like, people listen to this show because we are right about everything. That's true. And that is, every single thing that we predict on this show comes true. If you, if also, you think, if you think we've been wrong, you should leave that comment in a five-star review on on iTunes, and right. then we'll Thank respond you. to it. Okay, that's a good prompt. We'll bring that back for the end of the show. Is that <laughs> yeah? So okay, here here's here's the thing though. Here's the thing that Twitter Spaces gets a little better than Clubhouse. Although I will say both don't really get it, which is that like we know what people want from the internet in terms of live and like what's the Marshall McLuhan term for hot cold media? Hot media? I don't know. Hold on. Uh, right. Okay, cool. So there's two kinds of media. <laughs> We're going to go with like full on. <laughs> We're going to go full on Marshall McLuhan here. What would you say so, the future of journalism is? Is it, hold on, is hold it on. Twitter spaces? Hold on. I have to, I have to do this. I have to get this thought out. So cool media is media that requires high participation. So an example of cool media, an easy one is text. You have to read it, right? Mm -hmm. Hot media is low participation, which is Video, audio, things that just happen and unfold and your senses sort of do the work of absorbing them, okay? Okay. We know from the internet, decades of the internet, that the most successful internet products tend to combine those two, right? So the minute we got hot media streaming 
inside of your newsfeed, people actually started to gravitate towards media that required you to read it. Like people wanted video that had subtitles. Okay. I like that. Vice versa. The minute we got live streaming video that did really, really well, Twitch, it actually came paired with a chat room and people wanted the chat room. In fact, one of the things that made Twitter the mainstream hub of pop culture, particularly in America, was what, what people called the second screen experience, which was people were using Twitter as a cool media to use during the consumption of hot media. And that feeds into Discord as well. Like Discord has the exact same purpose. This is where I'm going. So okay. live audio okay. within a Discord actually makes a lot of sense because you have the cool media, the typing, the community building, the text c interface combined with the hot media of live audio. I think Twitter spaces gets close because Twitter is an inherently cool media that sort of operates like a hot media. In fact, even the idea of a tweet stream, a timeline is sort of like a stream of text that you can jump in and out of. I think Twitter spaces gets closer to that because you have the, that pairing there. But I think if your app doesn't allow broadcast while also being able to interface like via text and like images, like you're, it's just not going to work. And that's why Clubhouse failed is because there was no internal messaging tool. It was just listening right. to like can, venture capitalists. You can't sustain a room. Whereas it, on Twitter, it's like, okay, we're part of English football Twitter. We're part of sex worker Twitter. We're part of uh, black Twitter. Yes. That those those communities exist outside of the conversation. Okay, I like that. I, I actually do like that. I think that there's still a fundamental problem with it isn't fucking awful. It is an awful way to consume anything. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, that is the fundamental issue with it. Is like, wow, okay, uh, I've listened to this for ten minutes, and uh, it's mostly been people going, "Oh, sorry, were you talking?" Were you, were I, oh, you, you, and that's right. mostly been it. And, and I think that is going to be a fundamental issue. I th I think that is the thing, and it, it, like. There's a reason why the most successful Twitch streamers play video games. And it's yeah. because there is a visual thing to look at during the dead air of a live stream. I think right. that's also why, honestly, the most popular live TV is sports or award shows. Because, like, they're really easy to fill the dead air. Also because it's actually live. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> yeah, like... It's happening. I... I, I I would never watch a football match on like a 10 minute delay because that would be insane. I mean, there are but people like, who watch like American football games pre-taped because they want to like experience it in the moment. Like that's a, a very small number of people. I'm sorry. Like, it was a major plot device for many 90s sitcoms. The dad trying to, <laughs> the dad trying to get home to watch the pre-taped yeah, football but game. Done, that's done. That's done. That doesn't happen without anymore, getting spoiled. That is like a, that is, that is, I would say that is like a third of all sitcom episodes produced between 1992 and 1998. Okay, but I will say, like, like there will be people that figure out what people want out of live audio, and I assume it will have shades in common with drive time radio. Like, like for instance, like Howard Stern. I am not going to listen to pre-recorded Howard Stern. Right. I'm going to listen. You want, you want the edge case of the danger, but that's that's exactly it. You want the the threat of something going amazingly horribly beautifully wrong or offensively wrong is how it's done uh but that is not a thing that twitter are going to allow to exist for that long well no no because there's there's the other f so when i was in the uk i got really into, into that james o'brien guy and i would listen to him when i was in ubers a lot because a lot of uber drivers listen to <laughs> lbc yeah but i would never listen to pre-recorded segments of that guy i liked him in the moment because he was doing call-ins with people who were on the air and there was sort of like this there is sort of like, like Colin shows to me make a lot of sense. I think there has to be people who are capable of bringing together like a moment over and over again. And like, we're seeing people get closer and closer. Like, you know, the singer dialect thing is like you, you tune in because maybe lethal bizzle will show up versus actually it's not audio only, but the whole Instagram series versus in America. It was like rap battles. What is the reason why you would keep tuning into this on the hope of hearing something rather than listening to something where you have a guarantee of it? And I get that for a while that's kind of, oh, risk of live things. But I think that that risk over time deteriorates because they, 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 well, apart from that, they moderate it better. Like, so for a period in actually in the singer dialect last night, uh, the Twitter spaces account, Twitter spaces, uh, moderators just took it over. 
and like get basically kick the guy who started it out and it, it seems like it was a bit of confusion but like they can do that like they can just go like mm, we're ending this thing now because like this has gone out of hand and i think that that is a, a specific thing that it immediately means that there is a a hard restriction on it I don't think it's a risk, though. Like, you know, think about, like, any sort of viral moment, like, uh, you know, the, the dress. If there were mm-hmm. Twitter spaces, there would absolutely be multiple Twitter spaces where people were, like, starting them to talk about yeah, sure, the dress. Sure, sure. But, but if Facebook Live was a the thing, then there would have been Facebook Lives doing it. If uh, sure, sure. HQ Trivia was a thing, it would have mentioned at the time. Like, this live stuff increasingly feels to me, like, the actual thing at the core of it needs to be live and the rest of it is kind of not so much a thing. Like I also sort of think like, you know, you might as well have, like you could, if you're producing a radio show anyway, you might as well stick on Twitter spaces, have the feed go in and be like, Hey, I'm going to put a listener on from Twitter spaces now. And you you can promote cross promote like that. But I just don't think that the way that Twitter spaces exists right now is any different to, facebook live to hq trivia to all these other like big moments of viral community that have subsequently disappeared entirely so you're just sort of like you're just sort of skeptical of live streaming media in general on the internet i'm skeptical of live streaming media that relies on scale i think that if you are a twitch streamer or a many one of other people who like hey this is why you follow us you follow us for this conversation you follow us for this reviews of these games or whatever it is i think that absolutely does work i think that the idea that twitter spaces will work because someone can do something like fun and stupid and get a hundred thousand people into it is not is a signifier that it's about the experience of being in that specific room at that specific time not an experience of the mechanic or the media itself i see what you're saying which is actually funny because like I guarantee you ask anybody involved with any of the companies that create these products and their number one thing on their stupid pitch deck is like, we've got to create moments that people feel like they have to be a part of. And that's why we want Twitter spaces. And what you're saying is that if you do that, you have started out immediately making a product that will not last because you cannot replicate that at scale. Yeah, you want the promotion to get there, but you don't want the yeah you need to have a a thing that people are going to stick around for and they're not going to stick around for what is currently happening okay so to summarize my take is that if you cannot text while consuming stream media that product will die and your take is that any product that creates streaming media cannot rely on once in a lifetime lightning in a bottle moments yes because that cannot be replicated at scale yeah because the existence of lightning in the bottle moments is why it's exciting. Not you don't come back every week for a lightning bottle moment because you can't always have it. I see what you're saying. Also, yeah. As evidence for this, we are recording this at half nine. As far as I can tell, the admittedly legendary guy who started Sing Your Dialect and said that it would be on every single evening is not happening tonight. Yeah, it's already over. It's not true. <laughs> it's done. That I is mean... it. You know, that is the Gen Z, that is the 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 instinct to know this is done, we're over. So I want to walk you through a very strange part of the internet that a garbage day reader tipped me off to. Thank you, Adrian, for sending me this. They asked me if this was a cult or not. Yeah, that's a that's always a good way to start a segment. Uh, is this a cult or not? Yeah. So I'm unsure. But first, we need a little bit of background. So first, Luke, I want to send you this tweet. And I want you to tell me in the audience what this tweet is. All right, this is from uh, this is from an account called Moneybag Lives, which Moneybag Lives, mo- Moneybag Lives. I think it's Moneybag Lives. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, and it's two images. One is uh, how how you live right now versus how God wants you to live. The first image <laughs> is a guy genuinely living his best life. He is asleep on a sofa 
in a boring apartment eating some crisps. Yeah, and yeah. That's the dream, really. Uh, and then the second one, he seems to be going to work while getting out of a... <laughs> okay, sorry. I keep looking at this photo and trying to... I was trying to do a joke about it. But he seems to have left a plane in order to get into a car and then get out of that car while standing by the same plane and walking again. I don't I don't understand oh, what the relationship weird. the car and the plane is. Oh, weird. This photo is very confusing. So it's a, it's a man, a very well-dressed man, with a very nice bag, and he's next to a sports car, but the sports car is next to a private jet. But the angle in which he's moving... You know, okay, oh, oh, I get it. Was. What this is, is he is he has just driven up in his, uh, I yeah, think it's yeah. a Ferrari. He's got out the Ferrari, and he's now walking around the Ferrari to the private jet. That's right, that's right, okay. So, but then someone yeah. is going to have to get in and drive his car to like a garage in order to get it out the way of the private jet, because it's in the way. Well, that's how God wants him to live. Yeah, um, he wants God. To, God wants him to live risky with his. That's right, Ferrari. So the user right underneath this tweet is named Yeezus five five five, and their display name is yes, good <laughs> is Bronze Age Kekye dot ETH. So this is a person who is both a fan of Kanye West and the borderline to probably very white nationalist men's rights author Bronze Age pervert. Do you know him? I do, but for what it's worth, I don't have this as a reply because I, I, I assume that's because my Twitter is better. I don't know. I oh, weird. Algorithms. Okay, so but the I, top I do, reply I from- do have I do have someone in top reply to this for who is a stained glass zealot, which I, has the exact same energy. Okay, yeah. So we're going to be doing a lot of this. This is sort of the world that we're we're going to be in this this week's episode. So Bronze Age Kekie.eth <laughs> writes. People in the replies don't seem to understand that you can create and provide massive value per- for people. If you provide massive value for your clients, it only makes sense that you'll be paid in proportion to that value. And then Moneybag Lives replies, yes, exactly. They've got a p- poverty mindset. You get it, though. Okay? Oh, I found I found Stained Glass Zealot, who has just shared a Bible quote as a reply and a photo of Stained Glass. Stick cool. with the brand. Right. Okay. So that's sort of like a little teaser of where we're headed. So now I want to send you another tweet. And this is from an account called Pua Dating Tips. Did we talk about the Pua Dating Tips tweet with the shoes? Um, wait. Uh, is this the one that was extremely, uh, I don't want to say, uh, it doesn't say viral, but it, the one where people talk yes. about, like, hey, you see this person yes. or this woman in a restaurant, in a bar? What, what's your what's your opening line in a okay, supermarket yeah, no, so is, yeah okay so this one is oh man the the i really need to call the handle of this user which is the seducer lifestyle skull and crossbones dagger master opener of women yeah and so they write you're shopping at a local food market totally normal way to phrase that and you notice this young woman from behind how do you open and all of the replies are really insane <sighs> i mean they are insane i we should be clear that we're obviously condemning what this is because <laughs> it is it is just absolutely insane. There is this the version of pickup artistry that existed in in the like noughties, which led from uh, what was the book the Neil Strauss book, the game, the game, um, which was like very weird and specific and very odd, has degenerated somehow because it could de- degenerate further into this absolutely absurd. Oh god, I don't know. I don't know. It's really hard to describe how like unpleasant this is because it is literally just like, "Hey, how would you harass this woman?" And like that's kind of what it comes down to. And the comments are so yeah. So sorry. here are two comments from real from from that are genuine. They don't they don't appear to be trolls. So one is uh, from a user named Arden Abdi who writes, "Make sure I'm smelling nice. Brush close." to her from her left side whilst picking one of the lay packages, whatever that's, with the left hand, turn, gaze into her eyes with a warm smile, and tell her I would have handed her that if it was written slay because she's slaying. And then another user named Red Pill Maestro writes, Hey, that's my bag. Thanks for getting them for me. I'll take them from here. Top shelf, naughty, was just going to ask if you would mind reaching the top shelf for me. I always struggle. Looks at me. Obviously, I don't. 
Why not grab a bag for yourself while you're up there? The only person who has a good response to this is a guy called Punished Kamui, which is, I stay six feet back and adjust my mask while I wait for her to leave so I can get my purple sweet chili Doritos in peace. That's right. I also love the purple chili sweet Doritos. They're really good. Uh, so here's another example of this from a Twitter account called The Man Maker X, who writes, you're crossing the bridge alone <sighs> and you show this beautiful and you show this beautiful what you're crossing the bridge alone and you show this beautiful woman standing there just right there. How do you open? And it's like a photo of like a woman in Europe on a bridge. And then the there are two comments from user Nemo thinks who writes cringe in the comments. Number one, catch eye contact. That's your green light. Number two, ask her anything about the environment. How old do you think this bridge is? Number three, tease her answer. Provide a ridiculous one yourself. Number four, ask for brings her to the bridge. Number five, tease her answer. Tell her you've got to run, but you would love to hear more about reason why at the bridge and exchange contact. So like all of this is completely nuts, right? Like all of this is just like garbage pickup artist stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it is all, it's obviously all, like, all garbage and nuts, but it's also this bizarre gamification of human interaction which i mean you know everything pretty much every single thing we do at this point is gamification of human human interaction because that's what likes are on facebook that's what retweets are that's what all this nonsense is but this stuff feels specifically toxic in a way that i don't know the god it sounds insane to to, to say this but in a way that the neil strauss stuff in the, in the noughties didn't and we're gonna get to why I have another I have another little thing for you. Have you ever heard of Cobra Tate? Uh, oh, Andrew, this is the nightmare guy, right? So can you tell our audience uh what's in the second row down on his Instagram? Uh okay, hang on. Uh oh, Salt Bay. Yeah, course. he's at he's at Salt yeah, Bay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So Colbert Tate, I'm very, very, very interested in because he is he's part of a community of international muscle men who um, sort of spread this like very fucked up borderline white nationalist kind of propaganda about masculinity. Um, they all kind of hang out in Bucharest and Dubai. Um, Cobra Tate's brother's name is Talisman Tate. And they're all like posting photos of like themselves, like smoking cigars in private jets and like working out and like going to countries run by dictatorships and warlords and like just like posing around various like medieval villages. And like, can you tell people what this photo is? Um, so this photo is. <laughs> This is a photo of a naked man looking out over what I think is. I mean, I don't know what that is. It looks like it looks kind of Austrian. It is a know. it is a comically jacked man naked on a on a porch, staring out over like some kind of Austrian uh, landscape with a Bible quote as the Instagram caption. Of course, and he is and he is holding a bottle of Monet champagne. Yeah. Um, well I'm trying yeah. to find the original version of this, but there was an extended beef about this guy. Because Cobra Tate? Yeah, because he arrived in London and was extremely rude about London. <laughs> and I don't, I don't quite, uh, he basically, I'm trying to find the exact story, but the, the, the broad outline is that he arrived in London and basically said that London sucks. All the women there are ugly, and all the men are are dumb, and uh, he hates them all. Uh, and did this very clear, like, uh, uh, viral site baiting thing, which was obviously everyone fell for because it's still the UK. But he was deeply, deeply unpleasant. And so, like, my primary like knowledge of him is that a he did this, and b he has done a bunch of really awful stuff where he just basically collates videos of people dying on the streets like i have a lot of beef with this guy yeah he's he bad is, news he is he's yeah awful. so he's part of an international like i said he's part of an international network of muscle men who hang out in places like dubai uh bucharest uh odessa he's like constantly in private jets drinking champagne 
and he's not, he he's, is, not he's, he's 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 changing clothes in private jets to gather a bunch of images and then posting them at different times i'm with That's you what I believe. i'm with you i'm with you he is also though what a lot of these like aspiring pickup artist guys think is real and possible yes and he is a sort of aspirational figure for the user we talked about at the very beginning of the segment bronze age kekye.eth yeah so Let's change gears and let's let's focus on cryptocurrency in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> Is that changing gears? Is that not just roughly the same thing? So so right now, I so when I was uh, when I was at the Web Summit in, in Lisbon, I I got a really interesting tip from a, a man that I was talking to. And he told me that he was a, a very big cryptocurrency investor and he was he was very hype on Dubai because all the cryptocurrency guys are going to Dubai and they basically like bring in bags of cash to this place in Dubai who just weighs it and then convert it into Bitcoin, like on the spot. That's and that's sort of where like Dubai is becoming very aggressive about becoming like the blockchain capital of the world uh, they're they're throwing world but we all know it's puerto rico so a bunch of places are trying to become this puerto rico wants to become a, a blockchain capital there's bitcoin city which was just announced to be launched at the base of a volcano in el salvador um <laughs> right good 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 dubai is another one there are there are these cities that are popping up that want to become a destination for placeless People, people who are so rich, they no longer have a, a fixed nationality. And this is happening at the same time that these like international men's rights muscle men are like using Instagram to create a lifestyle that seems possible where you fly around on private jets and you drink champagne and you trade cryptocurrency and you buy NFTs and you hustle and grind. And th this is this is sort of the world that's being constructed, which is, as you said, possibly not a real world right yeah i mean it's it's not that it's not necessarily a real world in that like they do live in it they're just unpleasant people and i think it's absolutely oh god there's no there's no good way to describe this other than like hey these people are not good people but they have <laughs> figured out a way to manipulate this into working and now we all have to deal with it right it's it's it's, it's a very interesting thing where it, it's it's in many ways like a bigger more dangerous, more fucked up, more hateful version of like Christian Girl Autumn, which is like the uh, the the super. Well, it, should, ash it, it should be clear the people, the original girls from Christian Girl Autumn, were both very nice and supportive of essentially every minority group's rights. Oh, they were I have good no, people. I have they no were problem. Good people, and this is this is this is not just the bad version. This is the this is the mirror version. I, I have no problem with Christian Girl Autumn. I, I am someone who likes to wear big sweaters, and I like pumpkin spice coffee. I, I endorse Christian Girl Autumn. But Christian Girl Autumn, it evolved into sort of like a simulacrum, right? It evolved via the aesthetics of Instagram into something that was both hyper-stylized, completely unattainable, and aspirational. This idea of like of uh of the big hat and the and the huge family and the 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 influencer that can do everything and and and, and then also eventually connects to multi-level marketing schemes and weight loss teas and all the rest of the toxic world of Instagram right like that's that's kind of what this is but for men yes i mean i think i think there is a fundamental difference which is the aggression and unpleasantness is different in that I think that his or their version of this is trying to make other people suffer in order to make themselves look good. Whereas I think that the influencer version is very much more them attempting to make themselves look good while uh, not. Yeah, they're making themselves look good in comparison to everyone else, but it is not that does not have that direct aggressive version of this. I mean, don't okay. get me wrong. There are plenty of pyramid schemes on Instagram where women are preying on other women and using influencer aesthetics to do so in the same way that these guys are doing it. All right. That's it. Uh, I figured out where this, where I know this guy from. Cobra this Tate? This guy. Yeah. Andrew Tate was on um, British Big Brother in like 2016. What? Yeah. 
Uh, he was kicked out of the show because a video emerged online of him whipping his ex-girlfriend with a belt. Uh, he also had a series of racist tweets against a bunch of people. And yeah, just an awful person. Just an yeah. awful person. He's really bad like, news. Like he's not, he's not a person who is like, oh, he's okay. He's a bit fun. He's a bit interesting. But yeah, uh, you know, he had a bunch of racist tweets about a bunch of people. Super racist, super unpleasant, super violent. A, yeah, not a good guy. Not, no. not, not a guy who is like, uh, a fun new character, but a, a historical character who's awful. Yeah, yeah, he does now uh, webinars uh, for uh, cultivating a millionaire mindset. Yeah, and the solution uh, apparently is to be racist. His uh, website's called CobraTate.com, and you can uh, uh, learn that success is learnt, is, is, yeah. is the tagline. Anyways, he is indicative of a culture of, once again, international muscle men who are trying to create this sort of like ultra wealthy aspirational culture that ties into pickup artistry, uh, a obsession with Christi- uh, Christianity and uh, like crusades iconography and like Western European values and all this yeah. other fucked up shit. The reason we're talking about all of this, the reason why we needed this huge prologue is because what I'm about to show you, the, the, the thing that uh, uh, the garbage reader Adrian sent me requires understanding the Cobra Tate millionaire mindset to understand even what is happening here. So let's talk about Solbra. All right. So this is, this is really the, the meat of, uh, of today's episode. So Solbra is fascinating. It's a Twitter account and a can telegram I, can I just, group. Can I just say... The initial image on this, uh, which is a cartoon, sorry, it's a, uh, a cool looking <laughs> Greek city. It looks massive and it has like cool looking Roman text over it. I would absolutely download and play this mobile game. It's called Praxis. Yes, I would download and play the, the mobile game called Praxis that seems to involve building lots of statues. So according to the Twitter account Solbra, he is building the eternal city. Praxis. Solbra writes, Intuitively, we all feel some sort of yearning for the next stage of the human living experience. Cities as we know them are failing. What if I told you that the next evolution of cities is being created and that you could live there? Praxis is a grassroots movement of modern pioneers building the city crypto state. At See, a this lo- is where I'm out. I want, I want the mobile game. I don't want the crypto state. At a hidden location in the Mediterranean... Praxis will take form as one of the classically important projects of our time. You can be part of this today. We are currently organized as a membership-based community, from establishing our culture and researching ancient wonders to visiting prospective city-states and designing our urban infrastructure. Every Praxis member has a role to play in the development of our future home. So what this appears to be outlining is a paid crypto community that is purportedly funding a a like sea stead in the Mediterranean, like a like a like like by like I, a. I, I'll be honest. I'm looking at this. I don't think it's even that developed. I don't think there is a specific location. It is just saying if you give us enough money, at some point we will build it. No, but no. Also... He says he says Mediterranean at a hidden location in the Mediterranean. Right, right. Pra- yeah, I mean, sure. Lots of things are at a hidden location in the Mediterranean. Like. <laughs> So he's, but I'm just, I'm just trying to simplify this for people who are trying to wrap their heads around it listening because they can't see the Twitter thread, which is this, this guy, Solbra, is trying to get people to invest cryptocurrency in some sort of eventual, uh, independent city state that he wants to build in the Mediterranean. But I don't think he has any plans to build a city state in the Mediterranean. You don't think he has one? No, of course he doesn't have one. But that's right. what he's, so he's, that's what he's, he's asking pitching. people, he's asking people to give him money. To not build a city state, uh, and then hopefully they won't sue him. He's asking people to give him cryptocurrency to join his Discord to talk about starting their own city. That's true. That's legal. That is legal. Yeah. You, you, you can, you can say, Hey, pay me and I will consider doing the thing that I'm promising to do. And here's why I got interested in this whole thing for this podcast in particular, which is let's, let's talk about Solbra's Instagram because it's fucking wild. So he 
talk he he describes himself as a physical spiritualist and his Instagram account is essentially like like a combination of like Nietzsche quotes, 1980s barbarian fan art and like Greco-Roman wrestling. It's 2017 William Blake. What what does that mean? Uh William Blake, the poet. Hang on. <laughs> no, yeah, that's what you mean like the poet William Blake. Yeah, the poet William Blake, like, you know, because he used to do these 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 amazing uh, art things, you know, like this 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 is the William this this is the energy that this thing has. It's just like homoerotic photos of muscle men, and then like vaguely libertarian quotes about being strong, and like and and then his own apparel line. He sells his own sweatshirts and sweatpants. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like you have to sell something. He he but also this is a, such a weird combination. He sell well he he obviously has a DJ mix you can check out. His his link tree is absolutely insane. So he has a podcast, he has a DJ mix called Soul Wave. He has a neck training guide. Oh man. What? I can I often, buy I often feel my neck is too weak. Well, you know about you know about <laughs> <laughs> you, you know about throat maxing, right? Of course, but it's, Which, it, I specifically my neck. Like I need the muscles of my neck to be strong. Like my throat's fine, but I I need my neck to be strong. Like I feel like my neck is 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 many many ways the weakest part of my body. It's important to throat max so that you can emphasize, you know, how thick and strong your neck is. Uh, but you can buy hey, that. Hey, for... I don't I don't care about emphasizing my throat. I just I just want a stronger neck. You want a strong neck. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I want a strong well, neck. Well, Solbra for 20 Australian dollars will sell you a PDF to train your neck better uh, on Gumroad if you want. That's good. This seems useful. Uh, he has a mailing list. He has a telegram. He has Bitcoin donations set up. He has a YouTube channel. It, it, this dude is like an entire like media brand that is now pivoting towards crowdsourcing cryptocurrency to build a city that will never exist but the whole thing is utterly fascinating because in my mind it's like it's all of the threads of toxic masculinity on the internet happening simultaneously and it's this one yeah. guy's account it's 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 genuine he's selling what is he sell? he's selling uh glycine he's selling what is what is even he's 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 the end point here's all of the conspiracy theories ending up in one man yeah, he's amazing. He posts, he claims that he's posting photos of himself. It's like the same jacked man, but he, he, um, he pixelates his face in all of his photos. So like, I don't even know if that's who he is. I, I wouldn't mean, be surprised if it's not him. I wouldn't be surprised if it was not him, but also that is a good, smart thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I love, I love protecting your own privacy, but it's so fascinating to me that like he is, he's doing the Cobra Tate thing. He's doing the pickup artist thing. He's doing the red pill thing. He's doing, and now he's doing the crypto thing. And it's like all of the bad man stuff is happening in this one dude's media network that he's just running by himself. Theoretically, in theory. I've got a brand new bad guy thing that I've never seen before. What is it? But uh, this guy uh, is uh, a restaurant somewhere in Brazil. So, you know, uh, rocking all linen, everything, highest vibrational clothing you can have. I throw all my synthetic polyester blend clothes and so should you. Don't let that touch your body. Wait, where are you seeing this? What is this? I don't know. It's, it's, it's one of his posts. Just boasting about like how good his clothes are because they are linen, not polyester. Oh, and they oh. Have, you're and talking... they ver therefore have a very high vibrational clothing. I see. No, so this post is uh, Real Solbra eating Brazilian barbecue, uh, yeah. which is what he says elite patricians eat. Um, and yeah, he only, he only wears linen, bro. Cause the vibrations are great. I mean, I always think, right. Often when I'm wearing clothing, the vibrations are off. Like I need better vibrations for my clothing. Where's this restaurant? Hold on. <laughs> I want to know where this dude is. He is. Oh, Luke, Luke. Where is he? Is Luke. he around the corner? Is he around the fucking corner? No, he is. He? is... Oh, he's in Dubai. He's in fucking Dubai. <laughs> he's in Dubai. <laughs> yes, great. We did Good. it. We found we found the the ultimate bad man. The guy who flies to Dubai to eat Brazilian food and explain that he's uh, 
super organic for wearing linen clothing. Love it. His linen clothing is vibrating at such a high <sighs> frequency as he eats Brazilian barbecue in Dubai. It's honestly incredible. Like every every single moment, like every time I think that I found the bottom of this dude's like content network, it just gets worse. Like you can book obviously consultations with him, like paid consultations. Sure. He he's selling something I've never heard of this. It's called it's called ancestral organ meat supplements which are i guess like beef mineral supplements like he's selling supplements i've never even heard of i mean i mean so much of this is so oh god like like fuck these guys they're all awful they are i'm not gonna say specifically this guy is a super racist but all the people around him are luke okay Luke, luke i found his blog all right his most recent blog post is from April 13th, okay? It's on soulbra.com slash blog, and the title is Semen Retention. <laughs> so he's I mean, that's, also... That's, that's how all the best blogs start, is semen retention. He's also doing semen retention, which is like a men's rights thing where they think that if they don't, like, orgasm, they get superpowers. Oh, man. Okay, oh. so he writes... He writes you will have enough motivation to live a decent life, but ejaculations drain you of your gur energy that is necessary to slice through the obstructions that arise in the world. Your gift will remain largely ungiven. Your woman can feel all that of is, this. That is a bad su- superpower, just for the record, slicing she, through things with semen. She may be sexually turned on by making you ejaculate. It may please her in the short run. She may even say it feels sexually unfulfilled if you don't ejaculate. But there is a deeper part of her and you that has never experienced the higher levels of sensuality that are unlocked with extended periods of semen retention. I love I love how if you put enough men on the internet together, they eventually just become like a racist monastic cult that have decided that like all like earthly pleasure like gets in the way of like higher fulfillment on like a spiritual level. It's amazing. There is, some, there is something weirdly monastic about a lot of this stuff. I mean, I always think this about kind of the internet generally in the, you know, if you work in, for example, digital media, you come to think of Google as a capricious, but capricious God. Like that is, that is, that is how it is. It is inexplicable and it does things. And then you do, you do a bunch of rituals and then it does a thing back to you. And you're like, Oh yes, this must be because we did the rituals correctly. And it's, it's nonsense. But also I think that the internet has done this on a very, very small level where yeah, this person believes in some sort of religion that they've concocted with some other people on the internet. That means that they don't. They they retain semen now, and that's the thing that they do, and that's part of their religion. And like, sure, that makes as much sense as any religion. I mean, the the, the religion the that we're talking about is uh, a hatred of women, an obsession with uh, Western European, uh, not even history, but like a misunderstanding of like Greco-Roman traditions, uh, a like sociopathic desire. To make money uh, a, above a, all things, a, a very clearly suppressed homosexuality, a wild homoeroticism, just like an out of control homoeroticism. It, it's Which, it's Catholicism. We're talking about Catholicism. Oh shit, we're just talking about Catholicism, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. It is like a homo homoerotic, vaguely racist obsession with institutional power. That oh yeah, okay. Hmm. Yeah, it's Catholicism. So, so I guess, like, from a content standpoint, like, where do you think this is headed, right? Because every time we think that the pickup artist thing is over or the – or because there was, like, that moment where, like, we were like, okay, like, all the pickup artists have become, like, violent incels and now it's going in this direction. But now we're sort of seeing it verge back in this new weird way where it's, like, the bronze – so Bronze Age Pervert is a really good example of this, which is sort of like a a pseudonymous – a uh, white nationalist writer who kind of believes in a uh, uh, a crusades era depiction of Christianity and 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 white nationalism and things like that. We're seeing this like morph and combine with like cryptocurrency and and DAOs and discords and NFTs and it's like it keeps evolving in this really bizarre way that seems to be getting like more stylized and like more ridiculous. So I actually do have a very specific answer to this, which is it's cults. 
all of these things are cults in that they attract big groups of people for a short period of time. They all work towards one goal and then a bunch of people, something goes very wrong at the center. A bunch of people die, usually, not always. Uh, and then most people go like, whoops, that was a mistake and kind of sidle off into the, into the undergrowth. But this is, I do kind of think all of this stuff is essentially cult stuff. It's just cults will become more frequent. They, I don't know about bigger. They may become bigger, but I feel like they will also become more fragmented. Like I, I think that there will be as many, there will be more cults, but they will be basically the same size because I think they have limits. And I think those limits are human imposed rather than technology imposed. Like if you get more than 600 people in a Facebook group, at some point it becomes unmanageable if everyone's talking there all the time. So eventually you end up with a, you end up with splinter groups. Whereas if you have a cult and you have 3000 people, like you can only talk to six people at a time or whatever. And therefore, it, the fragmentation becomes less. So I think you end up with a lot of very small cults, many of whom are pulling in the same direction. And I think that you end up with a, a situation where maybe everyone's in a cult, but it's just a different cult, and therefore it's fun. I don't know. This stuff is awful. Yeah, it's like interesting that like like Solbra in this model isn't really a cult leader. He's more like a priest of like this ineffable kind of ideology that is like constantly changing and 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 adapting and no one's really in charge of it like because you can't really say like cobra tate is the leader here no he's just part of it too you can't say dan blazarian is part of it he's kind of part of it too like the crypto muscle men in dubai aren't leading this they're part of it like but then you can make your own spin-off you can make your own fiefdom within this sort of world so if you want to be soul bra and you want to be a a sort of faceless Australian muscle man who's selling uh, liver tablets and trying to build a crypto island, like, you can do that. Like, it's, 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 it's like an automated cult machine that's just generating new communities out of nothing that are strung together by basically just like a hatred of women and a distrust of minorities. Yeah, and I think, I think the thing that we're going to struggle a little bit with is that we're not actually going to catch the the dangerous cult when it happens because it's like well it's like one of the other cults and then by the time we figure out like oh no this is a different cult this is a bad cult we will be in a significantly worse place yeah like because you know for every crypto cruise ship disaster that that happens which happened uh you know earlier this year, which is a bunch of crypto guys yeah. trying to buy a cruise ship together, and it was a huge disaster. There's a Guardian piece about it. I'll put it in the show notes. It's fantastic. There are, though, dozens of crypto meetups happening, hundreds of crypto meetups happening in Dubai, in, in Bucharest, wherever, that are successful. And people are sharing these photos on Instagram. I saw, I've seen multiple crypto, like, boxing matches in dubai like all these crypto millionaires like hanging out there like this is happening like these these muscle men these like alpha male dudes are doing it mm. they are they are actually able to at least where it counts like they're able to take the photos in the private jets they're able to pose with salt bay in dubai they're able yeah. to do this which means there is no end in sight because normally like you know, I, I've talked about this on Garbage Day, but like the rule of internet meetups is if it's cringe, the internet movement dies. The Redditors all meet together. It's over. Dash. I, I, I think, I think the inherent fragmentation will keep it at bay for a while. I do too. Like there I, won't I think, be a fire festival moment here. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, what's your, what, what's your muscle man name? I don't know, man. Like uh, these guys, I like, we keep calling them muscle men, but like also, they are violent and probably racist and very unpleasant people. So, Clearly on steroids as well. Yeah, but also they've been recorded making racist comments, which I think is important to keep mentioning. I think that is very important. My muscle man name would be uh, the Sphinx. I think I feel like I'd do something like properly Wessex, like properly, uh, I don't know, the Druid or some shit. The Druid? Oh, man. I, obviously, I wouldn't actually do the Druid. but like... that's No, wait. You can be the Druid and I'll be... I'll be Sphinx, not the Sphinx. Okay. God, I hope we didn't get superpowers because he's going to be superpowers. Sphinx Broderick, and you'll be the <laughs> Druid. And okay. we have started a crypto token for our Cuban cigar import business. Sure. Let's do that. Um, 
and I cannot go back to Singapore because of an incident. <laughs> again, again, there's no way to make this fun because that, that sounds really bad. Yes. Due to an incident that I cannot not, talk about. <laughs> like, like, like 20 years ago, the incident is like, oh, there was a confusion with some drugs at a bar and I was smuggling some precious art off a yacht. And now it's like, oh no, yeah. No, I was violent. Uh, well, I, 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 as much as I, I appreciate you continually pointing out that these men are violent, racist, horrible people, I think it is equally important to point out, you know, we're, we're in an audio medium. We're not in a visual medium. That's true. The, these men are insane looking. They look like they were drawn by 12 year old boys. That's like part of their, their appeal is like they are hilariously jacked, smoking horrible cigars with Salt Bay in Dubai, right? Like they both, is... they both sort of look like if six year olds drew, drew Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious. Yeah. Like imagine like, no, they look like if Vin Diesel drew Vin Diesel. <laughs> okay. Like, and like that's part of their power is like they look like superheroes. They look like ridiculous, like army men. Like they look like action figures, and so when they're hateful and violent and crazy and trying to convince you to pay them like a hundred Ethereum to learn how to be like a successful businessman, like that's how it works. So you know when you and I drop our ebook for yeah. how to cultivate a, a billionaire mindset from Sphinx and the Druid, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, remember, like part of the appeal is the fact that they look and sound ridiculous and go by Cobra and Talisman Tate, right? Like, yes, that is a yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel uh, like it's time to talk about content we consume to stay sane, not content to make us insane. I mean, I don't have a great answer on that because the answer to this is uh, Tiger King 2. Oh, yeah. Well, that's very in line with this week's episode. Uh, how is it, I guess? I haven't watched it. It's uh, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting in the sense that it definitely makes a more concerted attempt to find out the truth behind a lot of the claims in the original series than was necessary. Like, like what? Or rather... The original series should have tried to do it, and then they didn't, and they kind of went like, ooh, maybe she killed her husband. Ooh, who knows? But, you know, it turns out the husband, according to the documentary, was living in a random house in Colombia where there were an awful lot of 13 to 15-year-old girls hanging out. Oh. So it was like, oh. Um, oh. Yeah, so there was a lot of, like, there was a lot of really bad shit that comes out in the documentary. Uh, I think that it doesn't really... God, it doesn't really help anyone. There's some very strange moments. Like for the first two or three episodes, this guy is very firmly on the side of the family of the the guy who dies. Uh, something, uh, something Lewis, um, Don Lewis maybe. Uh, who is her husband, who she allegedly kills, and he is very firmly on the side of that family, and he is suing and trying to figure out what happened. Uh, and then like halfway through, he's like, "Hey, I flipped." Uh, I'm now on the Tiger King side, and now I'm following him, and and I'm just doing that instead, and it's fine. It's normal. It is. That's how this weird. Works. Huh. It's super weird. It's really unpleasant. I think that it it's one of those series where it's like it's right on the borderline of like hmm, I don't know if this should exist because this feels vaguely exploitative. I would say uh, probably more than vaguely, but yeah, no, that that makes sense. I mean, if people want to be in a show, they want to be in a show. Like, I don't want to be like mm, we shouldn't allow you to be in it, but also. It was, uh, it's, 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 it's a very strange, very, very strange series that is, I don't know. I, I thought bits of it were interesting and good, and there were chunks of kind of like digging into the background of the stuff that didn't come in the first series, which I thought was good. But I also thought that ultimately most of the people involved in this were left worse by their involvement in it, both the original series. But more importantly, the subsequent series, I didn't feel like anyone really came out of it well. And I don't think that anyone was better as a result of it. I don't know. Inclu including, the, including the audience, it sounds like. 
Uh, I mean, it's not a bad show. Like it's it's well put together. Um, they they correct the constant misgendering of someone in the first series, which is cool. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, but it's it's one of those things where it's like, mm, not great. Anyway, um, what's your uh content you consume to say, son? I absolutely devoured a new South Korean TV show on Netflix that is, I think, now surpassed Squid Game. It's called Hellbound, and really? it is, yeah, it is now. I think the most watched show. It's so goddamn good. It's it's not as good. I mean, it's not like iconic like Squid Game, but basically the premise is, uh, an angel appears, like a terrifying angel appears, okay. and tells you the exact moment you're going to die in the future. And then when that moment happens, that's cool. I really like that. That's yeah. Great. That's but, that's a classic sci-fi premise, and I love it. But then when it happens, three gigantic like golems essentially come out of nowhere, beat the ever living shit out of you, and then drag <laughs> you to hell in front of everybody. And oh. the show is about how that supernatural event, which is never really investigated, is then manipulated by a South Korean cult to orchestrate a fascist takeover of the country. And it's the most accurate depiction of doxing and online radicalization I've ever seen in anything. Okay, I may, you may have to tell me no more about this because I desperately need to watch this now. Yeah, no, I can't actually tell you much more because it's it's one of those shows where like, I think it's not being talked about a lot because you can't really talk about it because it's, <laughs> it's not what it is. It, it's But if you like The Leftovers, but you like Squid Game, but you like... Um, fuck, I don't know. Just watch it. It's really good. It's six episodes. Yeah, it so it's it's I, very I, it fast. Like I need to watch it. I, I'm, um, yeah, okay, I'm into this. So, uh, go to one of our review sections around the internet, uh, and review us like what? What did we decide that was? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, what was it? I can't remember. It's been so long. Yeah, it was like 40 minutes ago, but I, yeah, I don't remember. Um, remember, re- review us like you, uh, listened to us 40 minutes ago and you've entirely forgotten what the episode is about or who the podcast is. Yeah, see if that makes sense. See if you can do that. Um, and meanwhile, Luke and I are going to go over to our other podcast and talk about Spider-Man Far From Home, which, yeah. uh, you can listen to if you go to patreon.com slash the content minds. Um, I got thoughts about this. I got thoughts about this. I have so many thoughts. Yeah. Let's yeah. go talk about it. All right. See you guys next week. Bye bye. Yeah. Bye.